Hello, lovely humans. I'm Wyoli, and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast where we embrace our curiosity and connect with our sexual selves. As always, please keep your sexy thoughts about me and our guest to yourself. Well, unless you're on her OnlyFans, then you could probably share sexy thoughts with her. Go listen to the outro if you want to learn how I like to connect and enjoy. Our guest today is a 40-year-old straight cis femme who is married to a man she met in a kinky threesome with two dudes. She is a hot wife vixen with a fetish for double vaginal penetration. She is into playing with multiple cocks, has a cum fetish, and loves sensory play, including hot wax. An erotic writer and adult content creator from New York, welcome Casey Donatello. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Very excited to be here. Oh, we're excited to have you here. Could you please start off by telling us if you had to rate yourself on a sexual shame-o-meter with 10 being the most full of shame and one being not so shamey, where do you fall today? Today, at this point, negative. <sighs> Great. When does it go up or down or like, is it usually negative? I would say at this point in my life, yes. Going back to the beginning of my sexual journey, probably a 15. So I've done, you know, from one extreme to the other. But finally, I'm very secure and confident with my sexual choices. You know, now that I'm 40, I'm married and just very confident in, you know, embracing my inner slut and being as openly sexually free and wild as I want with, you know, no apologies anymore. I fucking love that. And I can't wait to fill in all the details. But first, give us a little snapshot overview of what your sex life is like right now and your favorite parts. Well, right now, my husband and I, we are in the swinging lifestyle. And as you said, I'm a hot wife vixen, which for us, that means that I'm allowed to play with other men. My husband is always with me when I play. I do not go out on my own. And that is my choice. He's given me the option, but there's something so hot about him being there that I'm not turned on if he's not there. And so we play with, you know, all types of guys. It could be threesomes. It could be group stuff where we have, you know, four or five guys. And I've had my OnlyFans page for just under two months now. So that's added this whole new chapter of kinkiness for us because we're not used to filming ourselves. And I'm a huge exhibitionist. I always have been, you know, that's why he likes seeing me with other guys. But there's something funny about filming it that really really turns him on while we're filming amazing yeah we didn't expect that part because in the very beginning you know filming yourself kind of is a little bulky and awkward because you don't want it to take away from the playtime that you're having but you really want it to look good for the audience and a big part of my page is that everything is authentic and real you're watching real footage all the time we're not scripting porn you're just invited to, you know, be a guest watching our dates, our personal time. So it got to the point where, you know, in the beginning, we would forget to film stuff, we would forget to hit record and stuff. And then little by little, it turned into we'd be having our own like our night off from filming. And it would be like, wait, this is super hot, we should film this, you know, and my husband, I'm always catching him watching us in the camera instead of watching me like live in front of him. So <laughs> it's, yeah, it's hilarious. I've become his personal porn star and we never imagined it would be this hot, Yeah, you know, like for us. Totally. Our sex life is really great and kinky on its own. But now that we're filming content, you know, I want to have content that is a wide variety. I don't want to be filming the same stuff all the time. And we like a ton of stuff. 
So, you know, when you're with someone, sometimes one fetish falls to the back because you're doing something else all the time. So it's made me really sit down and say, oh, we haven't done this in a while or we haven't tried this yet. So it's pushing us to get even wilder together, which is really fun. So it's been a total like bonding experience for us, you know? Yeah, I'm so happy to hear that also because I've been going through systematically creating my own bucket list and my intention is to document all of it. And because I just filmed my first thing with an OnlyFans bay, like actually finally doing fucking because with my former dom, I I totally know what you mean about all the hot stuff being like, oh, this is so hot. And he teased me a lot about like making stuff that we would share with other people, but never, you know, we never followed through on it. So like to do that, I'm and hearing about your experience. That's extremely, extremely inspiring. Okay, now would you please tell us what is sexy to you? What's your personal definition? Well, that's a tough question because that could be so many different things. No. Okay. Things I find sexy. I, I don't know if this is going to answer the question the right way or not. There's no right way. Okay. <laughs> I am totally a lingerie person. I'm not into like makeup or heels or anything like that, but just lingerie. I can't get enough of it. Sexy, I think, as far as guys and partners is number one is always confidence. And I would say open mind and like willing to try new things and not you know the best partners are the partners that you can have something go wrong and something really embarrassing happen while you're trying to do something kinky and it doesn't ruin the mood right it just makes you a little bit closer and maybe you take that you know that messed up situation and something good comes from it or you learn you hate something but a partner that you don't have to be embarrassed in front of no matter what happens I think is the sexiest thing. Totally. Safety is so sexy. When do you feel sexiest? Oh, when I'm in the middle of a group of like men. Anything with multiple guys. What's the most guys you've ever been with? So when I used to host my own like private things, I think like seven or eight, like in a hotel with me that I invited. But if I went to a club, it could vary. It could be, you know, 10 or 12, depending on the night. So somewhere around there. But generally... Nowadays, we usually do like three or four at a time is a nice number. Mm, Okay. And now what counts as sex for you? Yeah, I mean, I think oral sex could count. But when I hear the word sex, I immediately just like think about like getting fucked so hard. And it's just like some intense, crazy scenario. Yeah. If we're talking about cheating, then oral sex would count as something. But if we're talking about sex, then absolutely it's just penetration. Like, literal, like, scientific definition. Oh, I love that. So now can you tell us, did you ever get an explicit health and safety talk or lesson on consent when you were growing up? I was raised Catholic, and I just remember, you know, in school growing up where premarital sex is wrong, you know, fooling around, even, like, porn is wrong. You know, everything is a sin. You're not allowed to do anything fun. I don't remember my parents having, like, the puberty sex you know, safe sex talk or anything. But I just grew up in an environment, I think mostly from school and stuff where I was like, oh, sex is bad. Sex is not like, you know, okay to be exploring and stuff. So when all my friends were, you know, starting to play with guys and give blowjobs and stuff like that, I was so nervous about like becoming like the town whore that I kind of just, I made out with a lot of guys and I kind of stopped there just because I was so nervous about getting this bad reputation that I thought, you know, would ruin the rest of my life. Mm. And you look at me now and, you know, I'm embracing it. I was going to say you've claimed it. Oh, uh, yeah. It's been a long and bumpy road, 
but I've managed to break that cycle of like guilt and shame about being a sexual female. Okay. So as an adult, could you give us an example of a time where you said a very clear yes to something that led to an awesome, sexy experience? I don't know if this was the sexiest moment per se, but it was a very defining moment for me. Mm -hmm. So I was in the lifestyle in my early 20s. And so like the swinging lifestyle. And I had been, you know, playing with couples and single guys and stuff. And then this one guy that I knew offered to have a threesome with me and his friend, another male. And I remember I was still fairly new to the lifestyle. So I wasn't, you know, completely sheltered, but hadn't tried everything yet. And I never really thought about having two guys at the same time. It wasn't something, not to sound naive, like I didn't realize that was an option for me, you know. I didn't for a while. I never watched porn in my life, even to this day. Like, I don't watch porn. So I didn't really know. So when he offered that to me, I was like, holy shit, like, I can do that, you know. And (laughs) it was a long story. But the short of it is he called me. He said, I have this friend. We'll have a threesome. I said, okay. I said, when do you want to do this? Because normally, you know, you plan stuff in advance. And he goes, "Uh, we could be there in an hour. And I said, oh, okay. I was like, that sounds great. You know, I hang up the phone. And then I just start like losing my mind in my apartment because I'm like, I don't know what to do, how to do it, where to put stuff. You know, my mind was just going crazy, but it was something that was so intriguing that I had to say yes. So I called one of my other friends and I asked him, I said, you know, what do I do with two dicks at the same time? Like, I have no clue. So he gave me a few pointers, like a few positions. And I felt, you know, a little more mentally prepared to do this because I always attack things in I don't want to say like a business-like way but because I am a a literal and like a logical person I like to understand certain things and I want things to be as efficient and you know I want to set myself up for success totally so I treat it like anything else so I go on this date to the hotel it was a motel actually with these two guys and we had fun but you know because I'm an extreme person I thought this was going to be just like total insanity with the two of them but it turned out more where they just kind of took turns fucking me oh (laughs) so at the end of it i was like oh i was like that's it like that's all i I get out of this and i remember they both came really fast and i was just left like i was like guys like what is this do we need to have like more guys here or something and that was the moment where everything kind of (laughs) changed so at the end of the night i go that was fun but in my head i was like no this is just the tip of the iceberg like there's so much more to find out about this and so many more levels of interacting with multiple guys that like, this is my focus now. And then I just kind of literally dedicated my sexual journey to revolve around multiple guys. You know, in the beginning, like I said, I met couples, male, female couples, because I just thought that's what you did. I didn't know, right? You go on the website, that's what's there. It was more interesting than being vanilla, And it was fun for a little while, but it was never really like my true fantasy. It was fun, but I like I never felt like, oh, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. Then I was like, oh, okay, this is what Casey needs to be doing with her life. You know, this is what she was meant to find. And then from there, I started, you know, having more threesomes and stuff. And then that's when I discovered DV. I asked another friend of mine, you know, I said, oh, my God, I've been hearing about this thing called DV. I don't really know what it is or how it works. And I can't believe that a girl could really put two cocks in her pussy. But yeah. I kind of need to try this and see if I can do it. It's weird. I'm a very self-competitive person, mm-hmm. right? 
Like, I don't need to compete against other people mm-hmm. necessarily, but within myself, I need to always try the most difficult thing I can think of or always take it one step further, you know, and push things. So I called one of my friends and I said, hey, do you know somebody that we could get to try this? Because, you know, DV, right? So it's double vaginal. So it's a little different than DP. With DP, you have that little buffer, right? Yeah. One's in your ass, one's in your pussy. So guys think, oh, that's that's perfectly straight to do. There's nothing weird about it. But now you ask them to go both inside your pussy and it's like, oh my God, the end of the world, you know? So a lot of guys will say, absolutely not. I'm not going to say what they say, but you know, they're scared about doing it. They think it's going to like tarnish their image or something. And then you find these other guys that even though they identify as straight, they're like, I have absolutely no problem doing it. It's super hot. It feels amazing. You know, the girl is involved, so there's no problem. And I was having trouble finding it. So then I asked my friend and he brought another guy and they had done it previously together. So it's always nice to have guys will always recommend other guys for the job. It's really funny. And we had a great time. And then once I felt that, I was like, oh, my God. OK, now not only does Casey want multiple guys, but she wants DV every time she plays. Oh. So that became my ultimate, ultimate fetish. And that is the one thing that I seek out more than anything else it's become to the point where i used to say when we met guys like it's nice if you're into it and now it's a requirement if you're not willing to try it then we're not meeting you Mm. so that's one of our like non-negotiables i love that i'd like to actually just get into details since you kind of told us the formative story of that right there and i know it's jumping ahead a little bit but i want to just hear like the first time you like did you stretch leading up to it do you need cocks of a certain size like does one go in first and then the other one like for so so this is something i'm very curious about and it is on my bucket list i have not researched it yet so tell us okay so as far as from my experience i know two different ways to do it the most common way is one guy lays down and then the girl sits on top of him think about like mission almost like missionary right and then she leans forward And the other guy comes in from behind. Okay. Okay. That was one of my ideas. Okay. The other way is the girl sits reverse cowgirl. So now she's facing not the guy that's laying down. Mm -hmm. I could face either position. Facing the guy that's laying on his back is the more common one. It's a little easier. And as far as the dick size and stuff goes, not everybody is built for DV, I found. And sometimes they work better in one of the positions than the other. Mm -hmm. Some guys can be in either position. So sometimes it takes, it's like a little puzzle. And the other thing is you need guys that, you know, can stay hard for this. Mm. A lot of guys say they want to do it, but when it comes down to it and like the pressure is on and there's another cock right next to them, they just go soft and you cannot have DV with a soft penis. Like that is not going to work. Yeah. One comes out, one goes out, like it's, it's a hot mess. So you need guys that are like really, like into what they're doing and can perform really well. They don't have to be, you know, massive cocks, but they also can't be like super small, you know? And then obviously I don't know what other girls have experienced because I only have my own body. So that's how it works for me. I don't know if, you know, other girls would give you a different opinion, but we've had nights where like, it just does not work because the combination of guys is not working, but I've never had a situation where like they did not fit even if they were really big guys and i've never given birth or anything and 
it's funny because when I first started having DV, I was afraid to do it all the time, right? I said I would do it and then I'm like, oh my God, am I stretched out? You know, can people tell? And then I'd have sex with like one guy and I'm like, do I still feel tight? I was so paranoid because mm. people told me, oh, you're going to get stretched out. You're going to ruin your pussy, you know? Yeah, yeah. And let me tell you, after years of doing it, I think I'm even tighter than ever. I think it actually makes your muscles like, work out. Yeah. And when I have sex with just my husband, I am just as tight as if there's two guys. Like, it has not affected my body in a negative way at all. Fuck yeah. Okay, one more detailed question, though. Do you move at all in this, or are they moving? Like, how does the motion work? It could go down several ways. So if we're going traditional, right, where I'm facing the guy laying down, the back guy is primarily doing most of the work, right? You call the bottom guy the anchor. So the back guy is, you know, just fucking you. And then I can also, like, grind on the guy that's laying down if I wanted to. Sometimes it's all happening at once, or sometimes you're kind of taking turns. But, I mean, you guys are, like, all sandwiched completely, completely together. You know what I mean? So you have to be really comfortable with the people that you're with. Can you articulate what you like about it so much? The sensation, it's so hard to put into words. Like, you feel when the second person enters you, I think that is the part that really, really turns me on the most. Like, when you feel them stretching inside of you and, like, slipping in. And then, I don't know, I think it just seems so kinky, the idea of two people being inside you at one time. The fact that both guys are willing to do this for you. You know, the whole thing. And, like, all the bodies are intertwined. And everybody feels everything. To me, it's the closest, you know, because sometimes as a girl, you're like, oh, I wish I wish I knew what it felt like to have a penis or guys like, I wish I understood what it felt like for you to get fucked. And I mean, I guess it's not exactly the same thing. But to me, in my head, it kind of feels like this is the closest both sexes will ever be to understanding what something feels like on the other person's body. Huh. But I think just the closeness of everything. And there really is like no barrier that you know what I mean? It's just so hot and kinky. And, you know, when we play with people, we are very safe. We always use condoms and stuff. There have been a few instances in the past with guys we really knew and trusted and stuff where it was raw DV and they both come in. Oh, my God. Just forget that. You know, like a double cream pie at the same time. And then it's just not to be gross, but. (laughs) No, that's not gross at all here. That's so hot. That's not for everybody, but that is super, super hot. But again, because of safety reasons, we don't get to do that a lot. But a lot of times with certain guys that are cool with it, because, you know, some guys will have DV, but then they don't want your husband coming inside you while they're in you, right? That could be a limit they have. And some guys are like, no, go for it. Tell your husband to come in me. So sometimes we'll do like, he'll come in me with the other guy inside me. That's pretty hot. So there's a lot of different variations, and it just depends the people that you're with what everybody's comfort level is, you know? So even though we have DV all the time, it's a different situation every time, you know? Totally. Everything you do, even though you're repeating it, it turns out different every time, and that's what makes it extra exciting. Oh, yeah. It's different configurations, and that's why I enjoy having sex with so many different people is because every single energy is different. Every single body is different. I'm different every day. And then, like you said, all those combinations. I also appreciate you forefronting health and safety, What do health and safety conversations look like for you? Do you initiate them? Do you wish someone else initiated? Like, what would a perfect one look like for you? So we are very proactive about that. In any of our profiles, there's a whole disclaimer. I'm very allergic to latex, like super, super, I will end up in a hospital. 
So we make sure we have a huge paragraph about that. And then anybody we meet, we remind them, we tell them again. And now we always have them with us just in case, like non-latex condoms, because you get these guys, not often, but some of them will come like, oh, I forgot the condoms. Oh, I forgot. I get this one all the time. Apparently, half the pharmacies in the world don't sell latex condoms. And I'm like, guys, they sell them like at every single store. They're not hard to find, but they try to like get one over on you. So that's always a red flag to me. And it makes me not want to play with someone if you're going to try to be shady about it. But now recently, we've just been buying them in bulk and we've just been providing them. We have to be really careful because of my allergy. My husband has to like check everybody's condoms to make sure that they are in fact because one time a latex condom got mixed into something and it did not go well for me so you know i feel like if i'm going to be this sexual woman i need to take some responsibility and i have no problem taking responsibility for it especially because i can end up in a hospital right so that's not fun for anybody and accidents do happen so now we just put it out there and you know we remind guys nonstop. And I will say this, too, that I learned over the years when I was single, which blew my mind, that some guys, when you play with them, right, you'll see them, like, open the wrapper and put the condom on, and then say they go to fuck you from behind or something. Some people, this is, you know, small instances, but it does happen, they'll tear the tip of the condom. They think you're being fucked with a condom, but now you're not. So one of my old play partners told me you always have to reach back and feel like the entire penis before it goes into. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so much stress on a girl when you're trying to have fun. Seriously. Easier to play with like my husband now and stuff because he gets to (laughs) be the security guard because you can't have eyes all around you, especially when you're playing with multiple guys at one time. It's like an overload to protect yourself and be safe. And, you know, we play with a lot of people, you know, they're strangers, essentially, right? We meet them on the internet and we vet them as much as we can, but you don't know what's going on in their head and what their intentions are and stuff. And unfortunately, there are some shady people that are not going to treat you the way that, you know, you're asking to be treated. So that's just a side note for girls out there. Always be careful. If, you know, you play safe, that's up to you. To answer your question, yes, we are very upfront about condom use. Love it, love it. And it sounds like when you do go bear with a partner, you've had extensive conversations about their history and testing and stuff like that. Yeah. And in the past, you know, when I was single, I always had a couple of partners where like we were playing, you know, multiple years, maybe. So it didn't start out like that, but then it evolves and you have the talk and, you know, you make sure you trust each other. But even that, you're never really 100% sure because these are play partners, right? You know, so you're going by what they're telling you. Logic is if you're having unprotected sex with them, why would you be the only person they have that bond? You know, I'm not an idiot. But, you know, there was some level of trust and understanding. And I felt like if something ever did go down, they would be respectful enough to call me and tell me, hey, we have a problem, you know. So it goes down to judgment and gut feeling. But I always tried to limit it to, you know, like one or two people at a time so it didn't get out of hand. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. when you're single, you know, there's things that you want from life that you're not getting from a boyfriend. So you're like, okay, maybe I could kind of get it from one of my partners, even though, you know, there's this other risk involved. But, you know, being intimate with somebody without a condom is very different, you know? Totally. Thank you for that. I love the full perspective. Okay, so now 
Take us through your formative sexual timeline, starting at the very beginning. What's your first sex-related memory? You know, I don't remember, like, the first time I, like, gave a blowjob or anything. I really didn't, like I said, I didn't really do much until I was older. I had sex in my late teens with a guy that I was dating and I was getting all these horrible UTIs and infections. And I was just like, why do people like sex? I don't understand this. This Mm. is horrible. The sex was like, just because he wanted to have sex. I said, okay, I'm your girlfriend. We'll have sex. But like, just like come and get it over with. Like, I don't like this. And I was with him for a while and then we broke up and then I started dating someone else and we didn't use condoms. Right. And I was like, wow, this feels very different. And I had learned in the meantime that I was allergic to latex because I wasn't when I was little. It developed, I guess, during puberty. I had no idea. So I was getting all these infections from the latex condoms. So once I learned that, okay, don't use latex, (laughs) you know, I was like, wow, sex actually feels pretty good. It doesn't hurt. This is a whole new thing to me. And the guy I was dating, he was a little older And he gave me my first orgasm. And I was like, holy shit, like, I love sex now. This is incredible, (laughs) you know? And it just really opened my mind. I was like living in darkness before that. Mm. You know, it just felt like this thing I had to do for some guy. And now I was like, wait a minute, I actually want to do this for myself. This is pretty fun. And that's when we started exploring more. And with that partner, we got into the lifestyle together. We went to a club one night because I found an ad on Craigslist. And I was 20, I think 24 Okay. when I went to the club. Yeah, not much happened before this. I kind of went from like hating sex, then I like sex, then I went to a swingers club. <laughs> like I kind of just like jumped a lot of steps at once, you know, and we went to this club and it just blew my mind again. Like that people did this. This was their life. You just go to this club and everybody's naked. Everybody's having sex, whether it's with their own partner, other people, groups, and, you know, just being naked in a group setting was crazy, right? Because you grow up thinking, I'm supposed to be ashamed of my body. I can't let people see this. I have to stay covered up. And it was just so freeing to be naked. And it was crazy. And we started going to the club every weekend. And we didn't really do too, too much We played with people a little bit and stuff, and we broke up not long after, and I thought, oh, man, that was really fun, but I don't have a boyfriend now, so I can't do this, and I'm just going to go back to regular life, and it was so boring, and in the back of my head, I just kept thinking, wow, like I know this other world exists, and then I started doing a little research, and I logged on to our old account that we had as a couple. And I realized you could go on as a single girl. And I said, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to be brave. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to try this. And the funny thing about me is that in Vanilla Life, I would say I'm on the shy, introverted side. I have social anxiety. Like, I hate crowds. I don't talk to strangers. When we're out in public, my husband will talk to every single person on the street. And I always walk away. I don't know. It drives me insane. I get so uncomfortable and so nervous. I come off as unfriendly a lot even Mm -hmm. though I'm just uncomfortable but then you put me in the lifestyle world and I'm the complete opposite person so it's kind of like you know Superman and Clark Kent people always go oh I would never think you were you know this way I'm like oh you have no idea I am the complete you know 180 of my normal self and that's the part that I really like about it is that I get 
to let out all of this other energy that I struggle with on a daily basis in the real world. Yeah. Not to sidetrack a little bit, but with the OnlyFans thing, mm-hmm. I have really found like this outlet to open up and stuff because it's more of like a video diary, right? Because I write erotic memoirs about my life. And now I have this like visual journey to accompany it. And I've actually really enjoyed talking to the fans. I do a lot of like personal video messages to people and stuff. And I found it's this nice way for me to not be so shy, but also, you know, there's this barrier where it's a little safer. And it was funny because we started less than two months ago and right away I go, okay, I'm going to wear a mask. No one's ever going to know who I am. I need to like protect my identity. And I think within like four weeks, I posted something. I said, okay, if I get to a certain number of likes, I'll take my mask off for like vanilla photos. So people have already seen my face. It's been less than two months because the exhibitionist in me is like so drawn to everything. And then the introvert of me is like, oh my God, what is she doing to me now? You know, so I have this like complex relationship with myself sometimes. Totally. But it's the writing is therapeutic and the OnlyFans is actually therapeutic for me also because it's pushing me out of my comfort zone. And it's helping me like be more engaging with people. So I'm actually benefiting it like in a personal way. Yeah. That is pretty cool. You know, obviously I share sex stuff, but I also share writing stuff. I share stuff from our nudist vacations, personal stuff. It really is like my books brought to life. So it's like all of Casey in one place. So it's very personal. It's very authentic. It's very quirky because I'm super weird at times, you know, like I'm goofy and sarcastic. So you get like my whole personality on there. So this is how I got into the lifestyle. We went to the sex club. We broke up. I went on as a single girl. And I remember the first date I went on, I was so fucking nervous because I was like, I don't know if I could have sex with a stranger that I just met. Like, I don't know what I'm doing here, Yeah. but it sounds really cool and I want to do it. So I just kind of really randomly selected somebody right it wasn't like oh my god i need to fuck this guy he's so hot we have so much in common i just kind of just randomly selected somebody to be the winner and we went out for drinks and i remember not being very impressed he wasn't really my type his personality was mediocre and i had this moment where okay i could just call the night and go home or i could sleep with him just to see if i could sleep with him and i went with the latter choice Okay, so we went back to my house. We had horrible sex. And at the end of the night, I gave myself a pat on the back and I said, "Okay, you're braver than you think. And you're going to go back online and you're going to get better at this. Mm. You're going to learn how to pick the right people. You're going to learn how to seek out what you're interested in. And I did. And I got better at it. And over the years, I've had these amazing experiences with really awesome people and It was definitely a learning process. It was complicated. It was messy. You have to do a lot of self-reflection and, you know, looking at yourself in a certain way to say, what is it that I'm comfortable with? What are my insecurities? What am I embarrassed about? What am I afraid? You know, I had to go through all these emotions, at least. I don't know if other people, it was this difficult for them, but it might have been because of how I grew up and, you know, I was just thrown into this crazy world of like uninhibited, limitless sex options now. And it was so overwhelming for me. Yeah. But I'm used to dating one person, being in a monogamous relationship, being very loyal, 
And I struggled with that part of it because I wanted to have a boyfriend, but I wanted to have fun. Mm-hmm. But, you know, vanilla guys don't understand this at all. You tell them this and they run away. because they're like, oh, my God, you're just this whore. Like, how could I, you know, take you home with my mom? Yeah. And then I also found that guys in the lifestyle that I played with, you know, there was a handful that got messy because now friends with benefits, you blur the line eventually. You know, once you start meeting people's families and friends, but you're just friends with benefits, it gets blurry and you have all this stuff in common. And then, you know, you start to get feelings and they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. I can't date a girl in the lifestyle. And I'm like, but you're in the lifestyle. And they go, oh, no, no, I'm just in the lifestyle until I find a girl. And then I leave, you know, so you get these guys that come back and forth. They're only on it when they're single and horny, but then they want to date a vanilla girl. And I think that's a terrible plan, but that's not for me to judge other people, right? So I was always stuck in this, like, vicious cycle of these really great guys that I liked, but then they wouldn't date me because I wasn't good enough for them, you know? But we had all this fun together, and it just got really overwhelming and depressing and I felt like I was always going to have to pick having you know a normal life and relationship and giving up like all this fun stuff or just staying single forever and living out all these fantasies and it was devastating for me for a while you know I didn't like that I thought I had to choose and I didn't like the way guys made me feel for wanting this stuff out of life you know I felt like it wasn't fair it became like this emotional roller coaster for me where, you know, one minute I'm loving being free and wild and stuff. And then after, you know, a handful of dates, you come home by yourself and you're like, oh, this is a little lonely and depressing sometimes, yeah. you know, like I don't want to come home by myself, especially if you have like a string of bad dates. Oh my God. The stress that you're under now, you're extra horny. You're not sexually satisfied. You wasted like 10 nights with these random guys that you're never going to see again. And you just want to go home and cuddle with somebody, you know? That's when I start to feel the most desperate, where I'm like, oh, it didn't happen today or tomorrow. It's never going to, like, that's when never starts to feel like a possibility. Yeah. And this is all the stuff that I write about. I write about all the sex stuff, but I also write out the really personal parts of it and, like, how complicated it is to balance all this stuff and find what you want and learn to be okay with yourself in the end, right? Because if you're not okay with yourself, then nothing is ever going to go your way right and like getting right with myself was always the hardest part in every journey that I've ever gone through I'm my worst critic you know I'm very hard on myself so I did this for a long time and then eventually I found one guy and we met in the lifestyle and I was just so kind of beaten down by now where he fell in love with me and he was like we could be together we could have this great life but you need to be vanilla And I was so close to just caving and saying, fine, like, I've had it, I give up, I'll just put everything aside and just be this normal girl that everybody wants me to be. Around that time, this other guy that I knew called me, and he offered to introduce me to his other friend, he wanted to have a threesome together. So me and two guys. And I remember that I knew, like, if I went to this threesome, this other guy is going to dump me. Like, there's no fucking way I could have everything, right? And... I would just think about it and I'm like, how stupid is it to give up a potentially good relationship for, you know, a few hours of fun, right? Like, that's so stupid. Like, why would I do that? But of course I did that, (laughs) you know, it was just like calling to me and I'm glad I went because then that guy ended up being my future husband, right? So 
Yes, thank you. Okay. So the moral of the story is I did not have to choose and yes. give up what I wanted. I just had to wait for the right person, even though I felt like he was never, ever going to come. He did show up and we are very happy together. Yes. And I'm so glad to hear that for you, but also for my own selfish reasons. <laughs> it was like a 15 year journey, but I did get him and we could not be happier. And, you know, I always tell people, if you're done with the lifestyle and you want to be vanilla, then make that decision, but never let somebody rip it from you or, you know, force you to choose or take it from you or make you feel horrible about yourself for being in, you know, quote unquote, unnormal relationship, right? We're not typical, but that's what works for us. Well, and I, I love that you were able to clarify your values and needs, even with all the kind of confusing normie vanilla societal ones, because it's like, I remember getting a lot of advice from people. I'm single. I've been single for quite a while. I had a dom for a while, but he was a married person. You know, like it wasn't a regular relationship. And I've gotten lots of advice from well-meaning vanilla people that is something to the effect of like, well, I have to prioritize a life partnership. Sex isn't the most important thing. But after thinking about it for a while, I'm like, well, for me, sex is probably the most important thing in partnership if I'm going to let another person be in my everyday space. <laughs> so... What you told us about your sex journey, are there any specific things you want to say about kind of like unpacking your own shame or anything to kind of say about the childhood you grew up in, like what whatever sort of like the guilt? And I know we talked a little bit about it, but like, is there anything more that you want to say about that part of your journey? Like, I don't know if I would necessarily change how I was back then. I'm kind of okay with how my journey ended up. Totally. I just wish I knew that I didn't need to be as ashamed as I thought I was. That's not to say that if I had less guilt, I would have been like this huge whore when I was 15. I don't know that. That might not have been me anyway. Yeah. But I wish I kind of had the choice in my head because I just never knew it was okay to do these things for myself. And another funny thing about me is that like I never masturbated or anything. I never watched porn. And people don't ever believe me because they're like, oh my God. I go, yeah, but I have so much sex now that like, it never occurred to me before when I was younger. And then once I started having sex, I was just like all about guys. But the funny thing now is that very, very recently, so I'm 40, and this is a brand new thing that just happened. When we started filming on OnlyFans, now I'm able to like have an orgasm masturbating as long as like the camera is on or my husband is in the room or like somebody else is there. So that's a huge step now. And like, I never saw that one coming. So if I'm by myself, it doesn't work. But if like, I know somebody is watching it, then it totally works for me now. Amazing. So it's never too late to find new things that work for you, you know? Like, I never in a million years thought that that would happen for me. And it was funny because my husband was with me the first day it happened. He goes, oh, my God. He goes, did you just masturbate? I go, no. He goes, yes, you did. I go, I'm not by myself. It doesn't count. <laughs> he goes, no, it totally counts. Like, you came with a toy by yourself. I go, okay, but there was other stuff happening <laughs> So we we're arguing about it, but I guess it does work now. I love that. Okay, tell us some of the ways that you have explored masturbation, but also just like specifics of what you love. What does your body love to experience with or without partners? So obviously we've got TV. I'm very into rough sex. Oh, so fun fact. When I went on that threesome, it was a blind date and I agreed to go on it because the guy had a playroom in his house. So now I have a playroom in my house. If you can follow, <laughs> follow the dots there. So it's a fully equipped playroom. So we have all kinds of sex furniture, every prop and like toy, you know, you could ever imagine. So, oh I mean, yeah, the world is at our fingertips. <laughs> so we play with all kinds of stuff. 
I did mention that I love hot wax. And the funny thing is that my husband, it drives him crazy because it makes such a mess. Like while we're playing with it, it's super hot and stuff. And then as soon as the play is over, he's just like, oh my God, the mess, you know? And I go, I'll do the laundry, it's fine. So that's like a funny thing about us though. It's something super hot, but it just drives him insane. But I love it. So then he'll do it for me, you know, but it does make a mess. We find wax like weeks later and it's ridiculous, but I think it's worth it because it's so much fun. So that's one of my favorite things. We're very much in to come play. And he was not really when I met him, but I've won him over a little bit. So I love having come on me and then like rubbing it all over my, like I like to rub it in like lotion. Totally. <laughs> you know? Me too. Or And like, yeah. I sometimes let it, if it's a partner I really like, like back when I had a dom, I would wear it. Oh my God, I'll go to sleep like that. Yeah. He's like, you need to shower. I go, no, 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 I love it. <laughs> or like come in my panties and I wear them. So in the beginning, he loved coming on me, but he didn't really like rubbing it in. Okay. And now he's much better about it. Nice. And that's funny too, because with other guys, not every guy wants to touch another guy's cum. Some don't give a shit, and those guys are so much fun. Yeah. Some guys will, like, both come on you at the same time. And then we've noticed that a lot of guys get stage fright when you want everybody to come on you, like, repeatedly. They're all like, yeah, I'm going to do it, and then, like, nobody can do it. So that's really funny. So there's a lot of letdowns in that department sometimes, because, like, I just want to be covered by, like, everybody. Yeah, yeah. And it sounds so hot, but it's very hard to organize that, you know. And also a lot of guys, because I am really, really tight, apparently. Yeah. Like, a lot of guys, like, they just come inside you in the condom because they just can't even, like, right. wait. So that always, like, bums me out sometimes. <laughs> but I guess it's flattering because they're like, oh, my God, I couldn't help it. We do a lot of, you know, bondage stuff. Since he got into the hot wax and come play for me, I got to, you know, give a little. So he's really into, like, super aggressive, like, face fucking, gagging stuff. So I've gotten to be pretty good at that now. And, you know, that's an interesting thing because we had all these talks where guys don't realize, you know, girls are concerned with the way they look when they're giving a blowjob, right? Like, you don't want to be this disgusting mess just, like, covered in, like, all slime and your eyes dripping and your nose running. But apparently that's what it's all about for him. Yes. I learned to really appreciate being a sloppy, deep-throaty mess, especially when, like, all the mucus is going. Like, I had a partner teach me to, like, love that for myself. Yeah. So now that he's like really drilled into my head that that's hot and this is what he wants to see for me. Like now I'm super into it and I don't mind doing it because I know that it's okay. But I told him, you know, a lot of girls were paranoid about that. We're, you know, self-conscious and stuff. But this is a fun fact. We are not publicly married to our family and friends. Okay. We are secretly married. <sighs> Only people in the lifestyle know for two reasons. One, we love having secrets in our relationship. We think it's super hot and sexy. We treat each other like boyfriend and girlfriend, and it keeps the relationship, I think, livelier, more romantic and passionate. Like, I don't want to get to that point where we're this, like, boring married couple. But in the lifestyle, we tell people we're married because he likes people fucking his wife. It's hotter yes. than saying, like, fuck my girlfriend. Do you have a power dynamic or do you just play with kink? Like, how does it work for you? So this is another funny thing about us. Before we met, he liked playing with you know really submissive girls he was the dom and stuff i am not a submissive girl so we kind of like battled that out a little bit and you know we would try and it was difficult because he's like i don't want you to pretend to be submissive for me or it's not hot yeah and i'm like okay this is really hard this is like out of my norm 
I could fake sub like nobody's business, but I understand what he's saying, you know. But over time, as we got closer and stuff, it does turn me on now. So we're not like a dom sub couple, but we definitely have certain situations where I am submissive to him. And it's been really hot. Sometimes he still has, it's weird because he's so in love with me and I'm his, you know, like pride and joy. He's apprehensive to hurt me sometimes or to do things that he would do to other girls without even like blinking an eye. And I'm like, babe, go for it. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, let me have whatever you can give me. Right. So we've been struggling to like get this perfect. However, we noticed that anytime there's another guy in the room, he has no fucking problem like being Mr. Dom. It turns him on to like have other guys dominate me and to dominate me with other guys and stuff. So it kind of works out perfectly with my fetish of having multiple guys. So we mix everything together and, you know, we show up to the hotel with like leashes, collars, spreader bars, bloggers, ball gags. And we're also very much into body writing right now. Uh, do you know what that is? Like what, like Sharpies on like messages to other partners or like, what's your version? Yeah. Like people write filthy shit on you before they oh, fuck you. Yeah. Like come whore, like fucking slut. Yeah. Like what do you, what do you have favorite things you like to get? No, anything. But it's, it's funny because like when we first met, I had all these things. I was like, I'm not doing any of this shit. Like, I don't like any of this stuff. And now, a few years later, I'm like, give me anything you got. Like, what else can you come up with, you know? Totally. Because, again, it's all about trust. When we first met, I was like, I don't know you. You shouldn't be doing these things to me. Like, who are you? Why do you think you deserve to, like, do this shit to me? And now I'm like, honey, like, I don't say no to anything. Mm-hmm. Literally. Like, whatever he can come up with, whatever he's seen somewhere or heard about, like, we try, we do it. And it's even gotten to the point now where we let other guys do the stuff to me when we play. And that was like unheard of for me because when I was single, I always felt like being submissive to somebody that I didn't know was giving them too much power over me that they didn't earn. Mm -hmm. So I always struggled with that dynamic. I want to interrupt you to say that I think that's fair. And the only times that I have come to harm, sexual harm, only time is when I was like a horny little submissive that like wanted to give her power away and did it too fast. And so I think that's actually very wise because like, yes, why does a complete stranger need, you know, especially outside of a play space where there is community to like vouch for people. So just want to insert that. That's exactly true because you get all these guys that are like, I'm a dom. Like they don't even know what the fuck that means. Yeah. They just think they're going to like dominate you, but they don't understand like the etiquette and the rules and like the actual dynamic between a dom and a sub. And the caretaking and the level of attention to detail that it requires and safety. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just this guy that's going to take advantage of you. So I was always very turned off by the idea of it just because of self-preservation. So it was a struggle for us, you know, in the beginning. I was like, absolutely not. And then little by little, I was like, okay, let's try this. Let's try that. And now we literally have zero limits. And that's taken our relationship to like this whole new crazy place. And I can't believe that I let other guys do this shit to me now. But I couldn't even care less like it doesn't bother me it's super hot and there's nothing hotter than like looking at him being so turned on by something i'm doing with somebody else so we're pretty much into like a lot of kinks and fetishes and whatever we can come up with we when we go on dates with guys we kind of front loaded as we're open the only thing i'm not into right now is anal okay i've done it in the past but it's just i don't know 
I feel like there's so much else going on, especially with DV that just, you know, is the main focus. But we show up with all this, like, spread of props and stuff, and we let the guys kind of select, you know, what they're into, because not every guy is going to want to play the same way. And we just tell, like, kind of just go for it. Like, don't be shy. And the funny part is that a lot of them are shy, and we're not sure if it's because my husband is there and they're, you know, intimidated to do stuff in front of someone's husband. But it's funny because we're like, no, guys, like literally anything you want. We won't say no. Just have fun. Be crazy. Be wild. And they're always like hesitant. You know, like we gave guys markers. and He's like, write whatever you want on her. And they just stare at us like, yes, they can't even like process that. We're like letting them do whatever the fuck they want to me, you know, and we're having fun. So that's an interesting dynamic. I've noticed a lot of people have a hard time with choosing a desire, like out of nowhere, because I do a lot of like fantasy questions or asking like, in my future full service creativity brothel resort, like if you could design a room, what would it be? And like, how would you want to get fucked in if you were the first person? And like, people are just like, uh, 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 let me, let me think about it, you know? And so it's like, I can only imagine having a beautiful woman and her husband would be, if they hadn't like planned it out or didn't have direction, they might just feel like totally lost at sea. How do you like, scoot them along or what do you do you just wait for them to make a choice on a normal play date like once we go to the hotel sometimes we meet people at the bar first sometimes we just go right to the room i generally am in like lingerie and i'm like okay who's doing what like sometimes i have to be like hey guys once in a while you get a guy that's like oh like i'm starting this you know yeah if you have a room of like four or five guys maybe one of them will be like the leader and then you'll have a couple of guys that wait a little bit. But even with like, we're very big into dirty talk. My husband loves when guys call me like filthy names and stuff. And he'll tell them like, call whatever you want. And then it's like radio silence. And he's like, oh my God, guys, like, come on. We feel like we're everybody's like fantasy because we will do any fantasy you have. And then people come to us and it's like, they're just shocked. Yeah. I don't know if they think we're not serious or like what the deal is. But a lot of times it's just like awkward because we have this expectation of how it's going to go. And then people turn out to be like super shy or Mm -hmm. I get a lot of times that guys are intimidated, you know, because like how many people I've been with or how we like to play or how forward I am. Because again, vanilla life, very shy. You put me in a room with a guy. I am like an animal now. Like I will attack you, you know. So people, they do, they, it like throws them off sometimes. You know, because I like to play with people that, like, I just met, right? I don't need to get your whole life story. I don't need to have five drinks with you. I want you to come to the hotel room and fuck me, right? So, like, the minute you walk in the door, I want to get you naked. I want to be having sex in, like, 10 minutes. And I've noticed that a lot of guys are actually the opposite. Like, they need a little warm-up time. They need to get, like, and I'm like, hey, like, am I the guy here? Like, what's going on? Totally. And then they get all weird. Because a lot of these guys, you know, via text and email, they're like, oh, I'm going to do this to you. I'm going to do that to you. Like, you watch out. You've never been with a guy like me. And then they show up and you're just like waiting for something to happen. But then there are some rock stars, obviously, that come through and you're like, yes, this is amazing. But it is incredible to me the number of guys that don't take advantage of our situation and just like fucking live out every fantasy that they can with us, you know. So in the beginning, we did not play with married guys. Because personal thing, we don't believe in cheating. I don't want to be a part of that. But little by little over the years, you know, you meet people and you hear their stories 
And it's not always black and white, like why they're cheating or what's going on, what their relationship is like. You know, it's not my place to judge what people are doing in their world, right? I don't know what's happening in your home life. I don't know if you're cheating because you're an asshole or because there's this like really massive story that's just so complicated. This is your only, like, I don't know. And it's not our place, right? So we've lifted that ban. And it's been interesting because a lot of these guys that are married and they play with us, you know, they're so like repressed and just like pent up energy from not having sex at home that they're super fun to play with because they get to let out all of their like aggression with us. Yeah. So that's been pretty cool too. Well, and they get to be appreciated. That's so cool. We just ask that people are upfront about it. Yeah. Don't lie to us. Totally. You know, we have it in our profile. If you're married, that's fine. Just be upfront. We'll work with you. Cause a lot of them have like weird time frames that they're available because they have to sneak out and stuff. Totally. And we would rather just be honest and we'll respect that and we'll help you out versus like some weird shady, you know, I'm only available Tuesdays from like one to two thirty. You know, don't ask me any questions. It's <laughs> like that's not gonna work for us. That's awesome. So it sounds like you're mostly doing stuff in hotels. Do you meet people at clubs anymore? Are you meeting on apps? We have a profile on some adult sites. That's where we meet everybody from. Our general thing is when we meet people for the first time, guys provide the hotel room. Okay. We've tried other ways. And you know what? Having strangers in your house is just fucking weird. It doesn't always go well. Yeah. You know, you don't always want them to stay. And then they know you like, it's not great. So our rule is hotels only. And then we have a handful of guys that we're friends with that are allowed to come to the playroom. So that's kind of a benefit of being one of our friends is that once in a while you come over here, you play with all the stuff. But usually we only have like one or two guys max in the playroom because then that's four people and it gets a little crowded. So if there's a lot of people, we go to hotels, even if we know them. It just, it's easier. We've gone to, I think like one specific club together a few times but it's not generally like our scene you know for me especially because we only play with single guys then if you go on a couple's night you're just hanging out it's like a vanilla club if you go on single guy night it's a crapshoot it's (laughs) expensive there's also like none by us we don't want to have to like go to the city it's a whole yeah i got it. it it's so much work and effort and time for an unknown night we much rather have something that we set up. We play for a certain amount of hours. We know who's coming. It seems to be more like time efficient for us mm-hmm. and productive. I just like to be in control of that a little more. Plus, if we go to clubs, I have to, because I used to go when I was single sometimes, but I have to be really, really careful because of my allergy. I would only ever play, I would go to the club like super early, like, you know, like 10 o'clock when they first open, even though it doesn't get crowded till 11 or 12. And I would just kind of like sit in the couch by the front door and I would watch people walk in and then I would track them. Whoever I wanted to play with, I would make sure that they didn't play with someone else. They were still fully dressed because then they didn't touch other condoms. So it's a lot of work. I had successful nights sometimes, but generally speaking, it's just not worth the effort. It's super hot when it works out, but you know, I like a little more convenient stuff to happen. Yeah. Okay. So tell us some specifics of these multi-guy sessions that you've had or just stuff that you've really enjoyed? You know, we've gotten a lot of like general overview. Is your husband ever touching you during these or is it like just the other people and he's watching? Give us some details. He's a mix. He's very funny because I always want him to play with me, but 
sometimes he's in a mood where he just wants to watch. And he used to be a single guy in the lifestyle. So he's very pro advocate for single guys, you know, because a lot of couples give like don't want to talk to them, give them a bad rap. Like we love them. So he's the type of we're playing. He's like, I have her all the time. You just have her for tonight. So like you do whatever you want. Like just have fun. I don't want to get in the way. And sometimes guys will be like, Jason, why don't you know get involved? And he's like, No, no, no. So it's funny to me because I'm like, honey, I want you to like be involved. And he's like, No, 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 I'm good. I'm just gonna watch. But then if guys are having a hard time performing and like the night is lagging, then he's very quick to jump in and kind of like get things rolling again. If it's just one guy that we're with, then he's very involved because then we're having a threesome. But if it's multiple guys, you know, he picks and chooses. If he doesn't play during the date, he'll definitely have sex with me like right after the guys leave. <sighs> That's a lot. Is it like reclamation or is it just like a thing you do? Like what's the vibe of it or does it depend? You know, it's funny because when we first met, I used to playing with guys that loved used pussy. So like they wanted me, even though they weren't my boyfriend, they wanted me to fuck someone and then go see them, you know, like when I was like used and dirty. So like coming into the relationship, I was used to that. And he was like, no, I don't really like that. That's not so much my thing, you know. But now, I wouldn't say that he loves, like, used pussy specifically, but he's just so turned on by watching the whole night that, like, he's just so horny he needs to fuck me. I think it's a little different than specifically, like, that other guys are inside me. Because that's its own kind of fetish. Especially, like, you know, guys that want to fuck you after someone else came in you or, like, came on you. Like, to me, that's used pussy. He's more, like, it's so hot seeing my wife, like, do all this crazy shit. I love that. What are some standout moments you've had in these like group play sessions that you just love as you reflect back on? I would say love to do again. We're still trying to get like a group of 10 guys together to have like a true, true gangbang. Cause right now we're more on like the mini gangbang side of things, but it's hard to get that many people together and get them coordinated and have them all show up and like all perform, you know? And we get like a ton of, of guys messaging us especially i was on another podcast recently hundreds of messages i want to fuck you i want to fuck you when can i fuck you and i'm like oh my god guys this is not how this works like or they write to me like because it says i'm a hot wife but they don't read the they don't know what a vixen is so like i'm gonna take you out i'm gonna fuck you i'm gonna like make love to you and i'm like guys google vixen do a little research and if you don't know what to do treat people like you would in the vanilla world and what i mean by that is you would not go up in a bar where you see a guy and his girlfriend go up to the girlfriend and be like, I want to fuck you right now, right? Just because I'm a hot wife, you still have to go through my husband. You still have to acknowledge my husband. I hate when people just write to me directly like I am a single woman because you are not understanding what we're about. You're sidetracking our entire fantasy because our whole fetish is being a married couple and him watching. If you would just be like respectful and normal and polite, you would get so much farther in the lifestyle. Even if we're on a sex site, you do not like start a conversation with something vulgar. For me, at least. Maybe other people like that, but I hate that. Unless there's a specific invitation of like, hey, message me with your favorite dirty thing. That's different. But if out of nowhere, out of no context, like I get a lot of messages that are just like, or just the dick pic. It's the same sort of like unconsensual thing where it's like, well, no, okay. <laughs> I get that my Instagram is, it's my profile, so it's a little different. But on our lifestyle profile, we are listed as a couple. Yeah. The whole thing is about being a couple. And then guys just write to me. And I'm like, if you're not going to even acknowledge my husband exists, then I don't want to meet you, right? Because you don't understand our dynamic. Yeah. And there's a big difference between a stag and a vixen. 
and a cuck husband, right? Like, my husband is a stag. If you don't know the difference and you're approaching me as if he's a cuck, it's not going to work. Definitely. I'd rather people kind of ask me a question, say, hey, how does this work? Or, you know, what is the deal? Versus, like, this is what I'm going to do to you. So I'm like, that's not what you're going to do to me. And I have no problem saying no to feel like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it is truly incredible to me that you put up with that level of energy that you clearly have to, you know, hold these boundaries and get, and can still get so turned on by a group of cocks in a room. I love that. Do you have any other fantasies that you've not yet achieved that are on your bucket list? Yes. Going off the gangbang thing, I would love to have like, you know, like a raw gangbang where everybody is just like cream pieing me and stuff. But I mean, I don't really foresee that happening. <laughs> That's a great fantasy though. But that would be pretty fucking killer, don't you think? Totally. That's exactly the type of stuff that I fantasize about. And the way that my fantasy brain made it work is like, okay, but if it was like a people you knew kind of all, you know, like play partner. And then there was like a getaway thing and you trust and then everyone got their tests at the beginning and you're in the same space. I know. (laughs) And that's the thing like about fantasies and stuff. Some of them are so easy to think of, but hard to create. Other ones are so easy to create. You just have to like go for it, you know. But I would say that's definitely on my list. Fuck yeah. What are your sexual hopes for yourself going forward? I hope that my husband and I stay just as wild as we are for as long as possible. We don't have kids, so I feel like that is a big plus for us because we don't have that stress or that takeaway. All of our time is dedicated to each other. But I just hope that, you know, sometimes like you go to a club or you look online and there's a couple like in their 70s still swinging. And I'm like, I hope that's going to be us, you know? So I like to stay in shape so that hopefully we will last that long in the lifestyle. I don't, I just hope that we continue to keep developing like new fetishes and just keep pursuing this like wildlife that we have together. It's so much fun with him. I never want it to get boring. You know, we find ways to keep things like sexy and fun all the time. I am a big believer in like as his wife, not just as his wife, as his partner, whether it's you know, your girlfriend or wife, like, it is my goal to make sure he is as turned on as much as possible, whether it's just when we're home, you know, if I'm cooking breakfast, like naked, or whatever it is, like, I just always want him to be attracted to me. And like dying to fuck me all the time. You know, I never want to lose that, especially because we met in this like, insane threesome, which is a little unusual. Like, that's how we started. So I feel like we just have to keep going higher and higher and higher all the time. Mm. And, okay, earlier I know that we said, obviously, formative years were already perfect as is. But for a thought experiment, if you could go back in time and give younger you a piece of sex advice, what age or ages would you pick and what would you say? I would. I mean, I guess I would go, like, early teens, maybe, because that's when you're really starting to come into your own. I would tell her, like I said before, I would give myself the permission to explore if I wanted to. I still don't know if I would, because of my personality, I don't know if I would have done other stuff back then. But I would have liked to at least think about it and consider it and say, no, I don't want to do this versus like, I'm terrified to do this and I'm not allowed to do this. So I think that and I mean, I wish I knew I was allergic to latex way earlier, but that's neither here nor there. (laughs) We can't really change that one. No, that's a good practical one. I probably would have altered my path a lot, though, right? Totally. Then my whole perception of sex would have been different. 
and I don't know what that would have done to me, right? Where can people find you on the internet? So my three books are all on Amazon. I have In Bed with Strangers, Swinging My Way to Self-Discovery. That's the first book. The second is Scarlet Swings Higher. That's mostly about gangbangs and stuff. And the third one is Scarlet Surrenders, which is the story of meeting my husband and getting secretly married. The first one is my whole like vanilla into lifestyle transitional story. So those are all on Amazon. And then... Instagram, I'm at In Bed With Strangers. And on OnlyFans, I am Hot Wife Life 869. Nice. And all of those links are in the description. So again, feel free to reach out to me, anybody, but just, you know, nothing vulgar and offensive. Just be polite. Fuck yeah. Casey Donatello, thank you so much for being a guest on Sex Stories. Thank you. This was so much fun. I enjoyed it. <laughs>